Good morning and welcome to another episode. This is uh, season four, episode 42. We're well into the month of October. And uh, so uh, we're going to talk about some scary things today. Some real scary things. You know, we've talked about Halloween, but now we're going to talk about some realistic stuff. Realistic scary. You ever thought about how we are taught? You know, we're told something and our teachers tell us, our parents tell us, and we just take it at face value. And one of the problems is with the church is that we don't get into the, the nitty-gritty. We don't get into the real details of what we need to be discussing because we don't want to upset people. We want people to feel happy and joyful. We want them to come in and we want them to fellowship and we want to shake hands and hug and gossip and we want to fill up the offering plate and we want to send them out feeling good. We can't always do this. We have to be prepared. You know, when you join the military, they send you through a, a boot camp. And it's to train you to condition your mind, condition your body for the, the what-ifs of what you might encounter when you're in battle. If you're going to be a law enforcement officer, a firefighter, you go through series of training. You get the mental aspect of it. You get the book learning. And you also get the physical aspect of it. And you go through scenarios. And you train your muscle memory. And you do this year after year after year to keep yourself refreshed and sharp. Because you never know what you're going to encounter. And... The word tells us that we are at war, and it is a spiritual warfare. But yet, do we train ourselves for this battle? The fact is, we tend to ignore that there's even a battle taking place. Ephesians 6 and 11. Put on the whole armor of God. Armor is what we use to protect ourselves in battle. That they may withstand against the wiles of the devil, our enemy. For we do wrestle not against flesh and blood, not against people, but against principalities, against powers against the rulers of darkness of this. People, all these things, when we hear these things, powers, principalities, rulers of darkness, spirits, unclean spirits, devils, demons, they're all the same thing. They're all the fallen angels that is under Satan's control that have one purpose is to Go against everything of God and to torment you in any way, shape, or form. 
see here. First Timothy 1 and 7 tells us, but refuse profane old wife tables and exercise thyself unto godliness. First Timothy 4, 1 and 2. For now the Spirit, there's that word again, speaketh expressly than the latter, thou shalt out apart from faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and the doctrine of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Second Timothy 1 and 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. There's that word again, spirit. Romans 8, 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage to fear, but they have received a spirit of adoption where we cry, Abba, Father. Bad spirit, good spirit. And finally for today, Matthew 10 and 8. Jesus, he gave these abilities to the disciples. He did it for one, he does it for all, which means we inherited two, is to heal the sick, clean the leopards, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely ever received, and freely give. And I want to highlight that word, cast out devils. Now, if you start cruising through the New Testament, you're going to see that this demon, devil, unclean spirit situation is highly talked about. We see throughout the ministry of Jesus that one thing that he did quite regularly was cast out demons. There is several, several, several encounters of which he would do that. And the word speaks of it directly. They have the, the man running around up in the hills that they can't even put chains upon him because he's infected with demons. We have the boy that throws himself into the fire because he's infected with demons. We have Mary Madeline. She had demons revoked from her. All these different people we're under the influence in one shape, way, shape, or form of these spirits. It's all throughout the gospel. And we see that it still had to be continued to be done. But yet we don't seem to, to talk about that today. We don't talk about it in church. Of course, we look at these direct examples and we'll put... We'll take something else from it. 
And I've done that myself many times. Matter of fact, this is probably the first time, oh, I know it is, the first time in, in my course of my ministry that I've spoken on this subject directly. But as you know, I don't shy away from any topic. I like to take them head on, and this one just happened to come forward today. So we're going to look at it. It's in God's Word. God has given us here to study. It is stuff that we need to know. We, as a, a church, we tend to shy away from it. Because we don't want people to think that we're, we're crazy. You know, we'll do all this other stuff. We'll stand out there and we'll criticize and crucify and do all these things to people and we'll put our targets on our back that way and show ourselves in a negative light, but we won't bother to speak the truth and speak of things that we, we need to talk about. You know, why is it that we do not talk about these things today? Did these evil spirits, did they just magically disappear? Was this only a, a thing of Jesus? Did they, only, did they only affect him because he was here? Absolutely not. Because if that was the case, the word would have told us. See, when Jesus came, he did his ministry, he fixed the connection. He bought us back from Satan. He paid with his blood. He secured our way into heaven. He gave us the ability to have that option. He gave us the ability to access the kingdom of heaven. He gave us the ability to be able to be to talk to the Father in any way that we we want at any time. We, he took away all of these restrictions, all these sacrifices, and all this Old Testament things that had to be done to be able to communicate with God. He got rid of all that. But the thing he didn't do, he didn't change the actual world. We're still in that world of sin. The sin is still here and present. Satan still has control. Yes, he's already defeated. All these evil spirits are already defeated. It's already written. It's already done. But at this moment, at the time we're living in right now, it, we are still underneath Satan's domain. The world is still underneath Satan's domain. He is still occupying the dwelling. His lease is not up yet. So we cannot evict him yet because his lease is not up. He still has dominion over the earth. And these, these spirits are, are still here. And we get the illusion that we're unaffected. Well, I've accepted Jesus and I've took my dunk in the water and I've done all these things and I go to church every Sunday so them bad old demons cannot get me. But you know, there's a much, 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 much debate on that. Yes, once you have given yourself to Jesus truly, totally, and completely, No one can take you from his hand. God tells us that in his word, that no one, can, no one can pluck us from his hand. 
He owns us. We have given ourselves to Him. But you know, you might have your car out there in the parking lot and you own it. You have the title to it. But you know, that does not keep someone from going out there and causing damage to it. If you forget to lock your door, someone can open up the door and take what is inside. Someone can run a key down the side, they can flatten your tires. And that is how these devils work within us. Now, the first thing I like to be concerned about is, is that there is a lot of people out there that claim Christianity. I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, but yet they can't tell you fundamental things like, do you know that you are going to heaven? There's a lot of Christians out there that cannot tell you for sure that they are going to heaven. They cannot tell you they, how they are saved. They cannot tell you why they are saved. The fact is that many of us have been programmed because we've been encouraged. Well, you need to accept Jesus. You need to accept Jesus. But they've never been told why. Why do I need to accept Jesus? How do you know? I was a victim myself one time many, many years ago. Started going to a church at my young age and they preached that, well, you got to get saved, you got to get saved, you got to get baptized. You got to get baptized. And of course, being young and impressionable and, and with this constant pressure that I needed to do these things, this is how I fit in, this is how I'd be part of the group, of course, that is what I, I went along with. But no one ever bothered to tell me why did I need to get saved. No one ever bothered to tell me what the purpose of this baptism was. What was it representing? What was I showing the world? No one ever told me that. All it was about was checking some boxes, being able to change the numbers on the board so we can add one more to the list. We can add one more to the roll. We can make our numbers grow. And that's wrong. That's wrong. That's not what it's about. I am all about quality, not quantity. One of the first things I did was would rip the number board off the wall. Because we're not about numbers. It doesn't matter what's coming in, what's going out. It doesn't matter who's here, who's not here. How many people got wet today? It's not the case. We want people to have their souls saved. And saved in a way that is meaningful and worth something. My friends, when I joined that time, that meant nothing. Because... I could not answer those fundamental questions that guaranteed that I was saved. Because if you don't know it in your heart, that's the only place that matters. And if you can't articulate how you are saved, 
why you are saved and where you're going in your eternity, then my friends, you're not saved. Baptism without being able to articulate why you are doing it, that is just getting wet. It is a symbol. It represents something. You're doing something as an outward show, but if you don't have the fundamentals behind it, it means nothing. The Word tells us, we just read it, to put on our whole armor of God. What happens if we do not wear our armor? What happens if they are cracks in the armor? If they are pieces missing? It leads us to vulnerability. And they may not be able to take our soul. They may not be able to take the wheel, so to speak, and take control, but they sure can have a major influence over our lives. God tells us he does not give us a spirit of fear. We just read that. So if God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, how many of us experience fear? Have you been scared? How about a, a spirit of anxiety? Doubt. Worry. See, God, in his word, he calls these things spirit, a spirit of fear. So if God doesn't give it to us, where does it come from? These are these dark spirits, these unclean spirits, these devils, these demons. That is what these things are. They see a vulnerability and they latch on to it and they attack it. You know, when you, you look in the scheme of things, you think, well, that's, that's preposterous that a Satan would take enough time to send one of his minions to hurt me. And I'm so insignificant. But see, you are significant. Because to Satan, you are one of two things. Either you are a born-again believer. That means you are the enemy. You are on God's side, which means you are against him, which means that you need to be punished. You need to be attacked. And he wants to make things difficult for you because he wants everyone looking at you. He wants you yourself to think that God doesn't care about you. He wants everyone to set you see to say, well, this Christian folk, look how hard their life is and how difficult it is. Now, is that what you want? Is that what you want to be part of? You want to have difficulties? He wants to make everything look bad. Because remember, Satan is a liar. 
Whatever God says, Satan says the opposite, and he wants to do, and he wants everyone to think it's just the opposite. And if you're not that, then what are you? Then you're a potential candidate for the army of darkness. Remember, you got to choose a side. It's either light or dark. So if you have not made that step over into the light, that means there's a chance you can go over to the dark side. You can be one of those minions. And either way, Satan is going to come at you. These dark forces, they're mischievous. They have their own free will and they can do these things to you. We're in their territory because it was given to them by the fall of man and they have free reign over it. They don't have feelings of remorse or guilt. They're free to do with you what they want. Have you ever felt this dread that comes over you? And these different things that we experience... In our times of need, we get sick. A spirit of, of sickness comes over us. And it's not just the physical ailment, but it's those thoughts inside your mind. You know, some whispers in your ear that you're not going to make it. That this can't be cured. That you're going to do nothing but decline. That things are going to keep getting worse. A spirit of fear. A spirit of poverty. So why is it important to, to know these things are out there? It's so that we can deal with them. We have the authority to cast out Demons. To cast out devils. Jesus gave it to the apostles. If he does it for one, he does it for all. We have that authority by default. And we have to realize that we have that authority. That we are in control. They're already defeated. And we can only... They can only attack us they can only do these things if we allow it. And the easiest way for us to allow it is to not realize they're there. That it's more than just circumstances. It's more than just a chemical imbalance. It's more than just a, a sickness. It's more than just a lack. That there's something else there that is putting pressure upon us. And remember, the more pressure that we have put upon us, 
The more fear, anxiety, and doubt, and worry, and all these negative things, the less faith we can have. And that is exactly what Satan wants. That's exactly what all of his minions want. They want us to break that faith, break that concentration, because that faith and concentration, that relationship with God, is what's going to move us past whatever the situation is. Jesus gave the best example. When Peter was talking his gibberish, he told him, Get behind me, Satan! Get behind me, Satan. All the, all the devils, we look at any of the situations where we have a, a, a situation of demon possession, all these demons knew who Jesus is. He didn't have to tell himself. They knew. And they had to obey. He drove them out. They went into the swine. All the swine jumped off the cliff by the power of Jesus. And we can use that power. Jesus has given us that power. We can use that name. That name is power. That's lightning in a bottle. That's Thor's hammer. That's that's power. Ultimate power. Better than the Duracell bunny. And they have to obey. But we have to realize get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Whatever your situation is, if you're experiencing a a spirit of fear, spirit of fear, you have no authority over me. Spirit of poverty, you have no authority over me. In the name of Jesus, I command you to flee from me. In the name of Jesus, I command you to flee from my home, flee from my family. You have no authority here. Jesus is the ultimate authority here. Drive these things away. You know, I may sound a little crazy up here hollering today and calling upon the name of Jesus. I challenge you, if you are are experiencing these things, if you are experiencing this, this troublesome pain or heaviness or whatever it is that seems to be upon you right now, try it. With authority, you speak it. Speak it out loud. Use the name of Jesus. I've used it in my own life and I've felt that heaviness just lift up. You could feel something just 
moving away from you. And you may not always be instantly better. Because, you know, if you've been carrying around a weight for a long time, it's going to wear on you. It's going to wear on your body. It's going to make you tired. And that you'll have to overcome that. But you will no longer be taking the beating and you will heal. You'll heal from it. The disciples got into a situation where they couldn't drive this devil out. They had to call upon Jesus and Jesus said, Oh, ye of little faith. He had to go drive it out himself. And then he said that sometimes that the only thing that can handle a situation like this is prayer and So when we can't do it on our own, we don't have to do it on our own. We can call upon Jesus. Jesus, this monster is too big for me. I cannot seem to drive it out. I'm calling upon your power and I want you to stand beside me. And I want you to drive it away. And you're giving him the authority to do so. It's like telling your big brother you're being picked on at school. He is going to come to the rescue. But you know, it's more than just that. We have to have the faith that these things are going to turn trial. We have to believe that we do have the power to overcome these things. And if we ignore these things exist... then we're not going to be able to do it. You know, we look at religion, church, even God, as being such a small part of the world. And when we start talking about these things, you know, we're talking about supernatural things. We're talking about things of the past and things of the future. And for many of us, it's just too much to take in. And it's like, no, it can't be that way. We can't have these dark forces running around. And we can't have a, a corrupt world. And we can't be living in a place where possibly this has been passed down from generation to generation. That things are not what we seem and history is not what we think it is. And... We just don't want to deal with that. We want to be in our nice little safe environment. But the thing is, God has been here since the beginning. He is the creator. And Satan came into this world. And Satan started influencing man as soon as man was created. We think of it as such a small thing, a small part of well, we go to church on Sunday, we might listen to a, a you know, our, our weekly podcast. We might pray one time before we go to bed. 
small things, but it's huge. God is everything. And this battle is everything. It has been there since the beginning. And the stakes are your soul. And it's time that we start taking this more seriously. So, what, what happens to the demons? Why do we not have people drive out demons? Well, it's quite simple, really, if you think about it. If we open up our minds a little bit and we think about it, Satan does not want people to know that God exists. So if we start talking about demons, unclean spirits, devils, all these things that can affect people, if we believe that to be true, and we see that this is in the Word of God, doesn't that put some factual backing onto the the Word of God. You know, if they dig up a, a fossil and it looks like it might be a giant, that's something we don't want to talk about because the Word talks about giants. So we don't want to bring that out mainstream because Satan wants to keep God a secret. He don't want to give any more power or any more emphasis on the Word of God than it's already there. In fact, he wants to do just the opposite. He wants to discredit it. He wants to distort it. He wants to change it into something different. That's why there is such an attack on the family today. That's why there is such an attack on, on men and women. God said, I made man in my image. From him I made woman together they are husband and wife, a completed circle. They're from the family unit comes from. And the world tells us something totally different. Oh, that's not a man. That's not a woman. It doesn't really matter what they look like. It's all the same. That a family can be whatever we want it to be. What these words are just words. They don't matter. We have all these things that science says. Science says. <coughs> Just because someone somewhere along the way did an experiment and then we locked on to it, that's not facts. The Word of God is facts. Yes, you can quote me on that. I will take anything in the Word of God as absolute truth, no matter what any kind of man, scientist, or scientific method says. The Word of God is the only thing we have that is absolute truth. The fact is, we can manipulate results any way we want. If we want to discredit the Word, we can go about doing that. If we want to prove the Word, that's easy. It proves itself. 
But it's real easy. We come around full circle. Because we can call things something else. Oh, it's not a... not a, a demon it's not, it's not something like that what it is it's a chemical imbalance we got some pills for that we can give you this we can give you therapy we can talk about it and and uh we can go back and and we can look at the the roots of your of your childhood but i'll spend time go looking backwards trying to figure out what's wrong instead of looking forward and figure out how to make things right. We can just be healed. We can be whole if we turn to, to God and we can get rid of these things. It's just PSD, it's just your circumstances. It's something that we can't explain. It's anything but what the Word of God says. That's what the world tells us. And we'll never be truly healed. We go through, we try to find happiness. And there's much debate now about letting children decide their gender, even letting adults. And see, what they don't tell you is that many people have made this, this leap early in life to make these unreversible changes. And that it did not accomplish what they set out to do. It didn't make them happy. It didn't make the people see them differently. They didn't get the reaction, the, the want that they thought they would get. And many now are regretting their choices Regretting that they're changed forever and can't change back. For, for, forgetting that they're enslaved to the mountains of drugs that they have to take to be able to keep them in the way they are. We have a, a pill for, for everything. It's a battle. I deal with a lot of older folks. So I hear about their challenges when it comes to their, their care in, the, in the, their advanced ages. That they can't get the medication that they need, what works. What allows them to not take as much because it's not covered by the insurance and the costs are, are astronomical. You can't get the physical therapy. You can't get the 
the one-on-one therapy that you need to be able to overcome your, your disability or your difficulties because the insurance won't pay for it and the out-of-pocket costs are, are so much. When you get prescribed a drug, it's not what works the best. It's what the representative leaves free samples for. It's what they've worked out to have the best deal. It's what gets the best kickbacks. It's all about the profit margin. And these are the same folks that's worried about lining their pockets and the bottom line that's telling you that what you're facing is not biblical, it's not spiritual, but just simply something you need a pill for. Simply something that you need to talk about. Simply something that God can't fix because he's not real. But in reality, it's the turmoil of living in this world and what attacks us. And we don't even know to put on the armor. We don't even know how to defend ourselves from it because we refuse to talk about it. Because even the ones that say they're different, even the ones that say they stand up for God, don't. Because when we start talking about stuff like this, it really sets us apart from everyone else. Even myself, I felt myself that little bit of warning go off in the back when they say, oh, are you really going to say that? Are you really going to say that you felt a weight lift off of you? Are you really going to say to all these people that listen that this is truly real, not to the fact that you're saying it, but you've experienced it? And then that's when you have to push through and say, yes, absolutely. It is real. I have experienced it. I'm telling you how to deal with it as well because that is what I'm here for. We let that little voice in the back of our head sometimes just to to drive us and we just keep quiet because we don't want to be different. We don't want to stand out. We don't want to be challenged. We always think we're going to leave that to someone else when it's each and every one of our jobs. Each and every one of us is a warrior for Christ. And it's, it's crazy. We get so into the, the spirit of Halloween and we want to dress up and we want to invoke these things and we talk about all of these scary things and these scary movies and, and all this stuff. But yet we don't realize the true horrors that we're dealing with. And we use words like devils and demons. and Those things sound really scary. But we have to remember that we have the authority. They can't harm us if we don't let them. We can fight back. And not only fight back, we can win every time. We have God on our side. We have the power. We have the authority. Are you ready to start exercising your authority today? Do you want to see change in your life? Do you want to feel better?
know, that's the secret of life. It's not about money. It's not about fame. It's not about moving to the next level. It's about being in peace. And no body alteration, no amount of money, nothing can fill that void that is Jesus. And nothing can give you peace in your life like having Him first and foremost in your life. Having Him in control and in charge and leading your way. And I'll be the first to tell you, it is challenging. And sometimes he can make you mad because it seems like you're trying so hard and you're still missing something. And you're being challenged and challenged and challenged and it seems like the pressure just keeps getting greater and greater and greater. And it seems like when you get one Monster off your back, two more jump on. And sometimes that's the case. Sometimes it's God just allowing you to move closer to Him. He's given you a reason to run towards Him and to jump into His arms. Go towards the fear. Because that's where Jesus is. He's standing there waiting for you to come to him and ready to battle alongside with you.